morning, everybody, and thank you very much for that welcome. Um, so this morning, just for a few minutes, um, I'm going to actually ask us to, 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 uh, to weigh up a question, and I think it'll come up there any second now. Um, it's something that, I, can you all see that? War builders or bridge builders? Um, cityscape of Manchester back there. And I've been contemplating this particular question for several weeks now. It's something that's been laid on my heart. Um, am I called to be a wall builder or am I called to be a bridge builder? And how I sense what, the, um, what, what God's call on me and upon us is in terms of do we build walls or do we build bridges has really kind of weighed quite heavily. I've been thinking about it in various aspects of work and life and relationship. And so this morning, I just want to share some of my thoughts with you. And what I believe is, is a call from God. Um, some of you might think, hmm, that's sort of strangely familiar, that idea, wall building or bridge building. And uh, you might be thinking, where have I heard that before? Um, I must confess that Sometimes when I really sense God speaking and laying something on my heart, um, the actual origin of that first thought and that first kind of connection doesn't always come when I open the Bible. It's been a long time since I opened my Bible, to be honest. Um, I have a tablet, by the way, it's okay, and, uh, <laughs> and a smartphone, and, and that, that tends to be the way. Um, and every now and again, because I can't find that little note that I wrote a long time ago, I find my Bible and I just, you know, get it out again. But it doesn't always, those kind of sense of God speaking doesn't always come from that. It doesn't always come from the preaching that we get here um, on a Sunday morning. It doesn't always start there. Um, for me, everyday life, that just that sense of God suddenly taking something and actually beginning to use that as a way of saying, I'm speaking. Can you listen? Can you hear? There's something there for you. It wasn't perhaps your intention to be open right now to what I'm saying, but I'm going to use that situation. I'm going to use that that you've just heard, and I'm going to start to impinge something on your heart. I'm going to start speaking. To you, So some of you will think, I know Adrian, I know where you got that first question, am I a wall builder or am I a bridge builder? If you kind of think you know where that came from, just give me a little nod. No, I can see a lot of nods. Okay, so let me introduce you to the people that actually gave me that sense that God was saying something. Let me introduce you to them. There you go. Okay, do, do, do you recognize them? You do, yeah? Now, um, so who have we got? We've got uh, Donald Trump on, my, on the right-hand side, and we've got Pope Francis on the left. Now, I must confess that having more than just the passing interest and involvement in both politics and in church, just make it clear, I'm, I'm not putting myself forward as a prospective candidate for the Republican nomination, so that's, that's not the level of interest that I've got. And neither am I putting myself forward for a future role as perhaps the Pope. That's not it. But actually, in life, um, yes, I've got a connection in both the political world and in the church world. And the sense that actually, every now and again, should there be some kind of connection between those two? Well, a few weeks ago, there was a clear connection between those two. And actually, it came out a little bit as a, as a disagreement. Do you remember? Well, um, 
does anybody follow what's happening in terms of over there? Well, if you don't, you're amazing at avoiding it, because I don't seem to be able to avoid it every time I put the television on. So what's going on, uh, on in Europe at the moment? Very big questions for us as the UK. What's going on over there across the Atlantic? Um, it, very big for us as well, potentially, because uh, Mr. Trump um, would love to see himself in the office, which is probably still the most influential office that a man or a woman can hold on planet Earth just about at the moment. To be President of the United States of America comes with incredible um, responsibility, incredible authority, incredible ability to change the world. And so he is um, he's very clearly going for the White House. And if he gets the Republican nomination, um, which we'll find out in a few weeks' time, the uh, general election in the United States is in November, and uh, if he gets elected, then uh, come January of 2017, he will be in the White House. And he is a man that speaks frequently about building walls. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, that, that clearly is part of his rhetoric, part of his understanding of his purpose on the earth, to build walls. And uh, one of them, which comes up very frequently in his speeches, is that he says if he gets into the White House, he will build a wall between the United States and the southern border with Mexico. You've heard that, haven't you? And he will stop people from coming into the United States because, in his words, all Mexicans are criminals, drug dealers, rapists, etc. And he will build a wall. He has a wall-building mentality. He also claims that he will make Mexico pay for that wall. He has a strong... <laughs> it's true. He says it. Um, I can't do his accent, but he will say, and we will build the wall, and they will pay for it. Um, and uh, so far, it seems to be going down a storm with those who are listening and who have to make a decision as to whether they um, can put their vote behind him. So, um, so a few weeks ago, um, Pope Francis, uh, on this side, actually spoke up and got into the debate and actually suggested that actually that might not be a portrayal of the Christian way. Actually, the press probably reported it, skewed it slightly, um, and turned it into a personal kind of uh, attack from the Pope on Mr. Trump. It, from my reading of it, that wasn't what the Pope was saying, but he was prepared to stand up and say, there's something wrong about this rhetoric. It is not the Christian way. And the Pope said we should be bridge builders, not, in fact, wall builders. And so you remember, um, do you remember that now? That, that's, and, and that's got me really thinking. That's really got me contemplating about my part in the world, which is kind of down, 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 a long way down, but somehow in a place, as I believe each one of us is in a place, a place of influence. A place where actually our actions and our words might not have potentially the dramatic effect of either of these two gentlemen up behind us, but every one of us changes the world. In our interactions, in our marriages, in our relationships, in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces, every one of us can either be someone who builds a wall or who builds a bridge. 
I want to just um, tell you about some of what I believe the features of a war build of a war builder is. The features of war building. Well, actually, and um, I think probably Pope Francis brought this out in some of his uh, his remarks about it. The features of war building. War building is the language of self, of self-preservation. It looks inwards and protects what it has. It's the way of fear and suspicion. Building a wall is not an adventure into the unknown. It's risk adverse. Building a wall lacks passion and vision. It divides, it segregates, it excludes. Wall building is mean-spirited, resentful and critical. It doesn't want to go anywhere. It doesn't want to do anything. It doesn't want to be anybody. It values the status quo and has no dream of a better tomorrow. Whereas the features of bridge building, bridge building is not about standing still, but it's about moving forwards. It's the language of relationship. It's the language of growth and progression the bridge builder will practice the way of grace and become fam familiar with the language of forgiveness, reconciliation, generosity, and inclusion. While bridge building is risky at times, it can be personally costly, it will involve danger, and it will involve vulnerability. It is an adventure. Bridge building is living life on the edge, it doesn't mean move it does mean sorry it does mean moving out of the comfort zone it is not content with letting things stay as they are it has a vision of a better world and a brighter tomorrow and i want to suggest that bridge building is god's way i believe that we are called to be bridge builders and we'll say goodbye to those and we'll concentrate on ourselves because i believe today we're called to be bridge builders. There is movement with building a bridge. There is progression with moving a bridge. It's the language that is so indicative of the very heart and nature of God. God is a bridge builder. John 3 verse 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Condemnation builds a wall. Condemnation on its own fixes you in a place and it puts a barrier around you and it hems you in, it locks you up. Condemnation says that's what you are and that's where you're staying and that is all there is to it. But God didn't leave us locked up. God didn't leave us in a place where it was over but he sent his son. He built a bridge. He came. There's the movement of God to leave. So in Philippians 2, it says that, that Christ didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped. One of the uh, translations says something to be held onto. I've got it. I'm going to stay with it. It's firm. It's mine. Christ didn't hold on, but he gave and he came. He built a bridge when we needed 
somebody to make a difference. It's the language of God to come, to build a bridge, to move forwards. Condemnation builds a wall. Salvation builds a bridge. Salvation says there will be something different. And that's the heart of God to come, to condescend, to leave, and to come to us. When we open our Bibles, be it the physical or the tablet form, and we start at the very beginning, we find an account of a garden, the Garden of Eden. And really, Eden is the account of man's ability to build a wall. And so actually, within a few verses, we find that the heart of man is to separate from God, to then protect, to hide, to block off, to build a wall between man and God. And Eden starts with this sense of man separating and defending and blocking off God, building a wall. And then the rest of the Bible, I am so pleased to say, the rest of the Bible is the account of God's determination to build a bridge, to win us back, to break the walls that hold us and to release us into his life and back into a place of renewal, of healing and of wholeness. So in the next few moments, I want to concentrate on three areas that I believe we are called to build bridges in and to avoid the language and the way of war building. And I think the very first is our relationship with God. Do you know, in this area, in terms of our relationship with God, the reality is we tend to be masters at building walls. Every time we say, God can't use me, we take a brick and we put it down. Every time we say, I'm not good enough, it's a brick that becomes a wall. Every time we say, I'm not gifted enough, it's a brick. Every time we say, I messed up in the past, I failed, I let him down, we take a brick and we start to build that wall. Every time we say, God really can't love me, it's the language of building a wall. Every time we say, I'm only inexperienced, I'm only young, I'm only this or only that, it's the language of putting up a barrier. It's the language of building a wall. Last week we heard um, and I recommend, if you weren't here last week, getting the podcast going on the website, listening to David's preach last week, um, Jesus, Lord of my confessions. How important. And this morning we started with confessing to one another. Confession builds a bridge. The right confession, the right confession takes away those doubts and those negative words that have built the wall and it builds a bridge. And in our relationship with God, wherever you are this morning, and I hope that you've been encouraged by the testimonies that we've heard this morning, the confession that we've made in worship, because actually it's about building a bridge. So in the heart of every one of us, are you familiar with the idea that in the heart of every one of us there still is a garden? Just as the Bible started with Eden, actually within you and within me is a place, a quiet place, a secret place. 
It's the place where actually the very inner you and me or dwells. It's the place that I at times may stop people from entering. It's the secret thoughts. It's the deepest desires. It's the where I truly am. And that garden, the inner self, is a place where today we can either build a bridge to the presence of God or we can take those negative words and we can build a wall. Think this morning. David, the young shepherd boy, who when he uh, came to visit his brothers who were in the army of Israel and they were facing the enemy, the Philistines, and one particular Philistine champion called Goliath was ridiculing the army of God. And David, this young, inexperienced shepherd boy, came to, to see, and when this giant came out and challenged and nobody responded, David wanted to know why. And David stepped forward and said, I'll challenge him. I'll do something about this Philistine that ridicules the, 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 the God of Israel. And these words came to David from Saul, the king of the army of Israel. Of, of Israel. Saul said to David, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. And he's been a warrior from his youth. David, you are only a young man. That, for David, could have been it. That could have been the wall. That could have said, David, stay behind. That fact that you are only a young man and do not dare to step into a different future, into a different reality. Stay behind the wall. David did not allow the word only to stop him. He said, no, it is God's a battle and I will engage and God will have the victory. And so the word only didn't stop him and David built a bridge into a better future, into victory. And so he went forward. He was a bridge builder to the purposes of God. Somebody else who was young was Mary. I think, although I haven't got any real proof of this, I think probably David and Mary were similar ages when this critical moment arrived in their lives, when a word came and they had to decide whether they would be hemmed in or whether they would build a bridge. And so Mary, um, the, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says to Mary, you are, you are a, a special person. You have been chosen to give birth to uh, the, the one who is to be the savior of the world. And Mary, who is young, Mary, who is inexperienced, Mary, who has never had a sexual relationship with a man, is told that she is going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Right there at that moment, there was an opportunity. Would Mary say, no way, it can't be. I'm only young, I'm only inexperienced, I'm only uh, insignificant, young woman in probably a very male-dominated culture. What can I do? At that moment, Mary had the choice. Do I hide behind a wall or do I open my heart and be a bridge to the eternal purposes of God? Mary uttered these words, be it unto me according to your word. That's the language of building a bridge. 
I'm only young is the language of building a wall, building a bridge. And God wants us this morning, right across this place from the back rows, right down to the front rows, to know that today we have a choice to open wide our hearts to the eternal one who comes to us and do we open our hearts and build that bridge? I would encourage us this morning, let's go forward. Let's build a bridge. God's word says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Welcome him, build the bridge. I think the second place that we are challenged this morning is it bridge building or is it, uh, is it wall building or is it bridge building? Is in our relationships with each other. It's in our marriages. It's in our families. It's in the closeness of our church family and those that are closest to us. This morning, are we building a wall or are we building a bridge? I think in this area, we tend to be master war builders because actually every time we hear a critical word, word and we choose to listen to that critical word and we allow it to start to change the way we think about somebody, it becomes a brick. Are you with me? When you hear something and it hurts, I've got a choice right now. Do I allow that word to start to become a wall. It was just one word and it was just one brick, but allowed to, to remain the next word builds upon the last. When we believe that we've been wronged or neglected or in some way treated in a way that is different to what we believe we deserve and resentment sets in, it's a brick. Criticism, resentment. When someone gets preferred to us, Jealousy becomes a brick. A misunderstanding occurs and we believe that it was deliberate, deliberate and we take offense, it becomes a brick. Are you with me? Do you understand how that works? Do you know how easy it is within the closest and most intimate of relationships within marriage to allow a word, to allow a moment, to allow a misunderstanding, a miscommunication if it is not dealt with, then actually what we do is we just allow bricks to form a wall. It's easy to build a wall, but grace, forgiveness, kindness, and love builds a bridge. In Ephesians, Paul says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Bridge builders forgive. Bridge builders don't, don't, don't take offense, but actually forgive. I know, and you probably know, would you agree with me that marriage, that marriage is a business of give and take? Would you agree with me on that? Give and take? I, I think that's right. The problem is, of course, we can never remember whose turn it is to give, can we? Yeah? So I think, if in doubt, just take it that it's your turn to give. Yeah? 
Because actually, it's my turn to take builds a wall. It's my turn to give builds a bridge. Can you see the difference? If in doubt, it's our turn to give. I'm, I'm, um, people chuckle me, at, uh, laugh at me at work, um, hopefully in, in a respectful way, but I won't take offense if they don't. don't. Um, but I have this saying at work, and it's true in, in work relationships. Um, it's, guys, it's never a case of give and take. It's a case of give and give. And, and I will say that if people are upset with each other, I'll say it to both parties. It's time to give. Because actually the language of, no, it's my turn to receive is just the language of a bridge builder. And by grace, the, the language of grace is, it's actually, it's my turn to give. Actually, I think I probably gave last time. It doesn't matter. This turn, this time, it's time to give. When we say, I'm offended, that's the language of war building. When we say, I forgive, that's the language of bridge building. When we say, you hurt me, that builds a wall. When we say, I bless you, that builds a bridge. No, it's not easy. Building walls is far, far, far easier than building bridges. But God is a bridge builder, and we are called to be bridge builders. Keeping a record of past wrongs builds a wall. Generously giving someone another chance builds a bridge. You know, you don't have to budge an inch to build a wall, but you do have to go the extra mile to build a bridge. That's the language of God and his grace, who doesn't ask us to do something that he hasn't done for us, and who won't ask us to do something without giving us the strength to do that. Somebody once said, the key to living is giving. And the key to giving is forgiving. And the key to forgiving is knowing that you have been forgiven. When we know what God has done for us, in his strength we can do for somebody else. No, it's easy to build a wall. The rhetoric of the American politician goes down well. It's easy. Where, does it, where will it get anybody? The language of building a bridge is the language of God's grace. And it does mean going the extra mile. So finally, we've looked at building a bridge to our relationship with God where it begins. We've looked at building a bridge to those closest to us, our partners and our family and our close friends at connect groups or at work. Finally, I believe we're called to be bridge builders into the communities in which we live. Across this great city region, we have a task to do, and we are called to be bridge builders. And I must say, in this area, we tend to be masters at wall building. But we are called to be bridge builders. The church in Jerusalem, right at the beginning, learned this lesson early on. The Holy Spirit came and they were transformed. And uh, 
those must have been awesome days of revelation, of life, of excitement. Um, but it didn't take long before something had to happen to say, that's great, but this isn't just for you to have and to build something and to sort of separate yourself from the world. That's the language of, of war building. Um, so that good thing that became a comfort that actually meant that actually somehow the church was beginning to run the risk of being isolated. It didn't take long for the Holy Spirit to stir all that up, to actually bring the trouble that we heard about this morning, that actually the trouble that can lead us to become bridge builders, to move out, to move to the world, to move beyond our comfort, where actually we are protected from the harms of a world that at times, and certainly for the early church, really, really um, times of persecution. And so easy to build some defenses, but actually the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow that because the church had to build a bridge into the world, across the world, with this message of the good news of Christ's salvation. And it had to be bridge building. And so it was forced through persecution, through trouble, to actually take that moment and to move, to go out across the world. And we are called, just as the church was right back then, we are called to build bridges into the places that we live, into the communities that we are part of. That's risky, yes. It's an adventure, and it's what we're called to do. You see... Um, Come to us, the language of come to us, if that's the predominant word, come to us, that's actually war building language. Go to them is bridge building language. So Jesus said in the last words before he ascended into heaven was go into the world. Isn't that about bridges? Isn't that about the adventure of going, the grace of God taking the word out? And I want to just give you a little personal testimony at the moment that I'm spending um, time and trying to make more time right now to build bridges with the Muslim population of where I live. So I live in a part of Stockport that has, has the largest um, Asian population. And these days, I will find myself um, in the local mosque. I will find myself building bridges. I will find myself befriending and talking. Um, the us and them is the language of a wall builder. The language of we is the language of a bridge builder. For me, words like radicalism, fundamentalism, and extremism are used as bricks in a dividing wall. But the gospel builds a bridge with love, friendship, and prayer. What I see on the news builds a wall. What I see on the streets of my community builds a bridge. I have friends who I talk with, um, who I pray with, who are Muslims. And over and over again, I sense right now for me, and I'm not making this a general for everyone, but as a member of the church, as a follower of Christ, as one who is called to bridge build right now for me, that means befriending, loving, giving, caring, praying, 
for those around me. Um, I, have a, a, I have quite a few friends. One of them is called Yusuf, and Yusuf is one of the leading Islamic leaders, Muslim leaders in Manchester. And um, Christmas Day last year, I had a text from Yusuf. And the text said, Happy Christmas, Adrian, to you and your family. Be blessed. Which I thought was the sense that a bridge was being built. Actually, what Yusuf said was this. He said, Happy Christmas, Adrian, to you and your family. Be blessed. Keep off the hard stuff. Now, um, that, that's not insight into something he knows about me that you're there thinking, perhaps I need to know about you. I think what that was, I think that was a sense of, of humor. But it was, clearly. Believe you me, it was humor, okay? It was humor. Um, uh, like I say, God speaks through all sorts of ways, but it was humor. But it, what it was saying is there's a bridge. We can laugh together. He could say to me, he knows what my faith is all about. I've, I've, I'm sad to say this. I've actually stood in the street with um, Muslim men when they have been under attack from churchgoers. And I have stood alongside them and I have seen um, more of the sense of the, of, of the bridge building and the grace of God on this side, and that's why I find myself stood there, than what was coming this way. And I, whilst I was in a circle, I had to stand back and actually stand with them. Because actually something of God in me was saying, build the bridge. Where is grace? Um, I'm, I, I have no problems praying with Muslims. I remember um, Di and I going to pray a little while ago now, and therefore I'd like some more up-to-date testimonies, and I'm looking for those. But going to pray with a Muslim lady um, in her house, um, we'd been referred by the local GP to go and pray with this lady. He'd said to her, would you like somebody to come and pray with you? He was a GP, Christian GP, and he said that. So uh, she said yes, passed he passed the name over to Di and I. We went and, and visited. And um, before we visited, I was praying and I got the real sense that I needed to read from Mark's gospel, the account of Jesus, um, of the disciples trying to row across the lake and they weren't getting anywhere. And how Jesus comes and joins, comes into the boat, speaks peace and the storm goes and they go to where they need to be. They cross there. And so when we went into this lady's house, and um, there's no man in the house, lady with uh, two children, and, uh, and a friend was there as well. I just explained that we were going to pray, we'd be praying in the name of Jesus, but I read, I said, I want to read something first, and I read this account from Mark's Gospel, and she began to cry, and really cry, and I thought, that's a good start. Um, and asked her why she was crying. And she said, last night, I had a dream that I was in a boat and I couldn't get across to where I wanted to go. Now, I believe God is building bridges. I believe that my, I, I want to call them. I, you see, I think doctrine can, can be a wall. Um, love is a bridge. And I want to call them my, my brothers and sisters. Because in my heart... I feel the love of God for them right now. In a world that is trying to build walls on a huge scale, 
In a world that's trying to tell us how we should think and how we should act, how we should be afraid and how we should guard and how we should keep, keep, uh, keep ourselves and how we should segregate. It's the language of segregation. It's the language of fear. It's a disease called daily myelitis that we're, we're suffering from often. Yeah, here, here. Um, you read those headlines and something inside of me says, no, that's not the language of grace. That's not the language of God. Because right now, God's spirit is moving through the Muslim world. And I believe we're called to be bridge builders. I believe we're called to listen, to show love and compassion and care. I believe we're called to offer prayer. I don't believe we're called to hammer doctrine. I believe we're called to be Christ. To build bridges, not walls. Fear and misunderstanding are the language of the bridge builder. Love, friendship and prayer. Sorry, I think I read that wrong, didn't I? Fear and mis misunderstanding are the language of the wall builder. Love, friendship and prayer are the language of the, of the bridge builder. Um, on my way in this morning, I'm going to finish very quickly now. Um, we take the train into uh, to Manchester. We live very near a train station, so getting the train in is the easy way in. And um, we got on the, on the uh, station, and uh, I've got important things on my mind. I'm going to be preaching to you wonderful people. And so therefore, I'm in, beginning to get in the zone. And uh, Di notices up the other end of the platform, a Hindu friend of ours. Uh, just mix it in there a little bit. Um, uh, and uh, Di, Di wants to go and say hello. And I'm thinking, got more important things on right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm right now, I'm, I'm trying to build a wall, basically. And Dai says, let's go and talk. So we went up the platform and we spent 20 minutes talking about families and our hopes and just being friends. Dai is a bridge builder. I'm very easily, because of my busyness, a war builder. We need to be careful of that. Um, and so standing back is the war mentality. Getting stuck in is the bridge man mentality. Bus busyness is the number one wall. Sorry, busyness is the... I don't even know what I've written here. <laughs> I've written business is, busyness is the number one war builder. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's a good word, isn't it? Make a note of that. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's right, yeah, busyness. I, I use busyness all the time to say why I can't go somewhere, do something, engage. Um, whereas actually getting stuck in, um, sorry, focus and vision on being salt and light. That's a good word, I've messed it up, haven't I? Um, but a focus on being salt and light is the stuff that builds bridges. That's right, that's right, yeah. Somebody says, you know, the problem is not that you're too busy. The problem is that you haven't got the right focus. And that does my head in because I think, yeah, right, okay, I'm still busy. But it's true. <laughs> uh, focus and vision about being salt and light does build bridges. Um, guys, don't get too busy. Make time for your communities. Make time to do something in your community. Join that sports club. You've been thinking about it. You need to do something physical. Join that sports club. That local society, that community initiative, the litter picks. I've got one in a couple of weeks' time. Don't come down to join me. It's okay. Um, 
Be salt and light in your community. Um, get involved with a neighbor befriending scheme. Do some volunteering. Be salt. That's the language of bridge building. That's the language. The number one issue amongst our elderly community today is loneliness. You know that, don't you? It's isolation. It's because of walls. People of God, let's go out and build bridges. So my message really hasn't been about whether we should listen to our politicians um, as opposed to our church leaders. It's about seeing that God's way is the way of grace, of love, of movement out of our own world into the world of those around us. So may you know the thrill of, of being a bridge builder, the adventure of going into the world and changing it. May you know the power of God in you to live life in all its fullness and to be good news to those around you. Let's go out and build bridges. Thank you. Thank you.